42! Blue, 42! Hut, hut, hike! This is The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5, America's one and only sports talk show. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I'm Nick Norris, and with me is my good friend and co-host and former president of the United States of America, Justin Knight. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. How are you this week? Oh, you know, I get recognized a lot for the hour I was recognized as the U.S. president, but, you know, it's always good. I'll get donations here and there, but... Now, how how did you become president for one hour alone? Well, there's a there's a mess up in the uh, voting system. So, uh, for some reason, I had the most votes at one point. It lasted for about an hour. Then they realized, oh, it's all it's not real. He didn't really have the most votes, but it's fine. You know, it, it was cool. It was like, wow, I think I just won. I'm gonna be the president. And but no, it didn't last very long. But you know, it was a good, it's a good little gig. Um, I had a lot of donations flowing into my personal bank account, so I was like, hey, Justin, I'll, I'll ride this, Justin. Yeah, this, this bit's going on for too long. <laughs> we got to move on. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, you know, just wanted uh, to love... drag it out as long as I could. If you, if you want to hear more, we'll do a spinoff podcast just about <laughs> Justin's fictional time serving as president of the United States. It was great. Great. Well, today we're talking about the PGA Championship, Deshaun Watson's possible suspension, Drew Brees contemplating an NFL return, the NBA Conference Finals, and of course, the Nick Saban-Jimbo Fisher, Fisher drama. Oh, Fisher. Fisher. Justin, I'm about to lose it. <laughs> First, you went on for way too long about being the, I shouldn't have even done the bit, about being the president for an hour. <laughs> You've talked more about it than than in this fictional scenario. It went for longer than an hour. And then you're mocking me. I am. I can't do this anymore. I quit. Just hurry up. Now you're dragging things on. Get All right, this on week, road. this week, Drew Brees, he tweeted, Despite speculation from media about my future this fall, I'm currently undecided. I may work for NBC. I may play football again. I may focus on business and philanthropy. I may train for the pickleball tour, senior golf tour, coach my kids, or all the above. I'll let you know. Do you think there's any chance he actually... Drew Brees, former Saints quarterback. (laughs) You think there's any chance he actually comes back? No. I think this is uh, I think this is how he gets more money for his contract. I think that's what this is for NBC. Yeah, Fox, I think it's like he goes. Yeah. NBC. Yeah, because he's with NBC right now. Um, yeah, I think, I think he is, but NBC. I think his contract's over, or it's being renegotiated, okay. or something. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's just getting a bigger contract than NBC, so they don't lose him. Because I think he's he did a pretty good job as an analyst on there for Sunday Night Football and everything. Well, leading in what Football Night in America, I think is what it is. I thought he oh, yeah, did a pretty good like job. Um, yeah, there's no – he's not playing football anymore. I think he made a dis- his decision those couple years ago, whenever it was, and I don't think he's going to change his mind on that decision. 
yeah, I don't think he's that kind of guy. I think he likes doing other stuff. So, but you know, if he thinks there's money left on the table and he can get some more, maybe he will go back. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, this week, it was also reported that the Cleveland Browns are preparing for a possible full season suspension for recently signed quarterback Deshaun Watson. Watson met with investigators for the NFL regarding the league's inquiry into more than two dozen accusations of sexual misconduct and assault. The current belief is that the NFL will announce a decision on the matter sometime over the next two months. Um, yeah, so he, he could be out for an entire season. I don't think that's going to happen because it seems like he's cooperating, but it could if they interview him and they're like, this guy's not right, something's not right here. Yeah, they could they could do that. It's in their prerogative. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't... I hate it because there's, there's kind of a similar situation going on in baseball with Trevor Bauer. He's been suspended for like two years, but through he went through the court system. There's no charges pressed against him. Um, but MLB decided they're going to suspend him two years. Um, so the Deshaun Watson thing, you know, it's pretty similar because he was accused. Nothing was charged against him. Now, of course, there's a lot of people that came forward, but I don't know, you know. You know, if they feel like in their heart he got away with it in court and he did do those things, then yeah, suspend him. But uh, you would, you, yeah, I think you probably need some pretty good evidence to do that. And I'll just give you, I mean, well, let's see. I mean, they've suspended people. Well, you know, there's been some suspend, some players suspended for what? Not even a year for domestic abuse. And that was, they were found guilty of it and they weren't I mean so if they suspended this guy a year and they were he wasn't found guilty guilty of anything I think that's pretty crazy I mean it's same thing with Trevor Bauer he's suspended two years as of now and then they suspend a baseball player for 60 days for uh, distributing cocaine or drugs so it's like okay where's the line here yeah you know there's so well and that's the thing there's no kind of there's no kind of strict and hard rule a lot of the time. There's no like definitive suspension dates tied along with these things usually. So, and it's not always the same people making the decision. The people who made the decision ten years ago or five years ago or last year may not be the same. The same group no, of people yeah. making the decision this year. So it's always going to change. It's never going to be consistent. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where we're at with it. Moving on though. Former Alabama wide receiver, and I always get this name wrong, I apologize, G.A. Hall, uh, who recently announced his intent to transfer to Texas, has scrubbed all mention of the Longhorns from his social media accounts. This, along with the fact that he is not listed on the current roster, brought forth speculation that he may have quit. However, head coach Steve Sarkeesian cleared things up, claiming his staff, quote, might have had a hand, end quote, in the removal of Texas from Hall's social media accounts. Sarkeesian also clarified that he expects Hall to play for Texas as he has signed a financial aid agreement with the university, though that is, of course, not binding. So, um, seems like everything's all right. Seems like he's still with the team, but that's a weird thing to do, to scrub all yeah, that Yeah, it's a little and the, strange. And the school wanting you to as well, apparently. That's, that's odd, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, in other news, the XFL has signed a multi-year agreement with ESPN and the Walt Disney Company, giving the network exclusive broadcasting rights for all game day content starting in 2023 through the 2027 season. The league is set to begin on February 18, 2023, with a 40-game regular season, two playoff games, and one championship. 
The games will premiere on ESPN, ABC, and FX. We're, here we go again. We're, we're getting ready again for the XFL. I, the only thing I'll say is um, it seems like broadcasting-wise, they've done a pretty good job of securing a good deal with ESPN, which is going to be your best bet, I think. And if you want to be successful with football league that's happening in March, April, May. Um, but, you know, will it be successful? Probably not because still, I don't think there's enough people out there that care to watch football uh, during this time. But that's just my opinion. I don't know. But I, I think they're de- I think the deal they got is pretty decent one. So we'll see how it works out. I think the hard balance here is that if you don't go big enough, nobody cares. But if you go too big, there's still not enough people to care to justify it. So it's you have yeah. to find that weird, <laughs> like perfect amount of spending that you're going to spend on this. And it's, it's still yeah. just kind of like, how quality is the game going to be if you're paying these like pretty good players, but you also have other sports going on with great players doing different stuff. Yeah, so. like I said, and we've discussed it before, it it's just never really going to be as successful as they want it to be. Um, it may do okay, but, you know, it's just not something they imagine it to be. Uh, it's just going to hit right off and people are going to love it. There's going to be so many people supporting it. It's just not going to happen. It just never yeah. will. I mean, they've tried it for 50 years now, so you just won't ever see it. And there is a level of talent in between uh, – what do we have right now? The AFL? I don't even remember. The USFL. <laughs> the USFL. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So there's a level of talent. We've had so many of them. There's a level of talent between the USFL and the NFL that's not tapped into. Like there, There's players that refuse to go down to the USFL but are not good enough to go up to the NFL. And yeah. if you can tap into that market, then you've got, you've got some really, really good talent. However, I don't know how many of those guys would be willing to do that and how much money the XFL has to make that happen, you know? Yeah, see, yeah, like, you know, say I'm a, on an NFL roster, but, you know, I'm like third string, um, maybe in and out of practice squad. But I'm making decent money. You think I'm going to go down to the USFL to try to work on some of my skills but take a huge decrease in my paycheck? Heck no. I'm making that money as a third stringer in the NFL, and I ain't moving. Yeah, I agree. This week, we were also treated to the 2022 NBA Draft Lottery. Uh, Justin, did you watch this? Before you respond, I already wrote down me either, because I know you didn't. <laughs> no. Yeah. Heck no. But apparently, uh, the Orlando Magic won the number one pick. Uh, the Magic's last draft pick this high came in 2004 when they selected Dwight Howard at number one. They also won the lottery in 92 with Shaquille O'Neal. In 93, Penny Hardaway via a trade. And behind yeah, I mean, the Magic. Pretty good drafts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's very good. And then behind the dra- uh, Magic, we have Oklahoma City, the second pick, the Rockets with the third, and Sacramento Kings with the fourth. Woo. We also, yeah, good stuff, I think. We also had some college football game times announced this week. Uh, college game day will kick off this year in Columbus as Ohio State hosts Notre Dame on September 3rd. And earlier this week, it was announced Fox Sports would have the broadcasting rights to the epic gridiron showdown between Alabama and Texas on September 10th. 
This will be Alabama's first game on Fox Sports in more than 13 years. How is that right? Wow. Well, I mean, considering Fox's Big 12 teams and Big 10, I guess it makes sense. I I couldn't tell you last time Auburn played on Fox unless it was for a bowl game. Um, Well, it's just just not going to see SEC teams on Fox. Unfortunately, Fox decided the best time slot for this game was 11 a.m. Central Time. Uh, Yeah. Texas fans went as far this week as to start a petition to flex the time of the game to a primetime slot, which, yeah, it probably should be primetime. That's two. That's your two like biggest fan bases. You don't want to put that prime time. Yeah, you want to put it at eleven o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Usually, where you put the cupcake games, or or I hate stupid the big uh, noon kickoff or whatever for uh, the Big Ten. They do it for Big Ten and Big Twelve. They have these big games at eleven o'clock in the morning. It sucks. It's terrible. Nobody wants to play a prime time game eleven o'clock in the morning. They do it yeah. for the Big Ten all the time, and it's it's terrible. But it has to mess up tradition, your schedule. I guess. It has to mess up your schedule as a player because then you're just like, well, when do I eat lunch? Because I can't eat too soon before the game. I guess I have to no, eat yeah. after, but then it'll be four when I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> those eleven o'clock games are weird. But yeah. I would think it's even it's even more weird when you're playing a big game and you're like, oh, I gotta wake up early and then I gotta play a uh, pretty uh, decent opponent. So, uh, Probably the biggest game of the week, but I'm playing it at 11. That's great. Yeah. In other news, college football teams no longer have to win their division in order to reach their respective conference championship games. The NCAA Division I Council has voted to allow FBS conferences to pick the two teams that will play in the conference championship as opposed to going by division winners. And off the back of this, the Pac-12 conference announced a change to how it will determine the uh, teams that qualify for the Pac-12 football championship game. Uh, starting in 2022, the two teams with the highest conference winning percentage will face off in the championship game instead of divisional winners. Uh, and this uh, passed with unanimous support from the league's head football coaches, athletic directors, and board of directors. So the FBS said if you have divisions and say you have the two teams that win the division, but you could be like, uh, you know, I don't really like that team right there. Let's pick that team that's finished below it. And they lost to that team that won the division. You know, we're going to pick them. Okay. They're going to they're gonna play. Is that basically what they said? I don't know if there's that much flexibility to it. I think you still have to have a set, like, standard. So or like is this- it just like they said, hey, if you want to get rid of divisions, that's fine. You can be like the Big 12 and just have... That's they have their more, 10 teams. Yeah. Okay. That's more what we're getting into here. So this, like, uh, yeah. So they're just basically saying you don't have to have divisions, which is I'm, something I'm that fine they've with kind that. of been, yeah. So, it, like, for Pac-12, it's just going to be, I think they're getting rid of their divisions. They may still keep them for scheduling purposes, but you're yeah. just going to have your highest percentage will face off. They can be in the same division or whatever. So Yeah, it's just going to be first uh, and second in the conference they face yeah. off. Yeah. yeah, which is, that's fine. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, we, we also had some big Duke basketball news this week as Duke senior forward and team captain Joey Baker plans to enter his name into the NCAA transfer portal. Baker will require a special waiver to play next year as the May 1st deadline for players to enter the portal and be immediately eligible for next season has obviously passed. Uh, he was a four-star mm. sp- prospect in 2018. 
uh, top 40 prospect and the number four player coming out of the state of North Carolina. Uh, he looked to have a big role at Duke ahead of him, but ended up playing rather sparingly during his time with the Blue Devils. He averaged just 11 and a half minutes per game during his career uh, with Duke with a high of 12.1 minutes per game in the sophomore season, 2019-2020. So I uh, didn't get a ton of play at Duke, looking to go somewhere else, but still was a team captain, so still a big part of that locker room, apparently. Um, in other news, the PGA Championship finished up today. However, we pre-record the show on Sunday morning, so we have not yet seen the last day of play. However, since I don't care anything about golf, Justin is going to take over here for it for just a couple minutes. He's a he's a big golf-loving goober. He's, he's going to mm. take it away. Tell us about the PGA Championship, Justin. Well, the only thing I'll say is there's probably a lot of people that didn't want to get into watching golf because in the early parts of the afternoon of Thursday and Friday, they had to listen to Joe Buck and some other dude uh, try to do a, like a Manning cast, like uh, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning did for football. They did this for the PGA Championship. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's not very good. I mean, they brought Peyton and Eli on, which Peyton and Eli were able to make it a little better. for that. But this was Thursday. I don't know who else they brought on after that. But they're just – Joe Buck is awkward. But, of course, now he has a new deal with ESPN. He's doing Monday Night Football now, right? Um, Do you think we're going to get a lot of these Peyton or just Manning oh, casts like – like spinoffs, yes. but it's like done worse. They're just trying to do it for every sport now. Um, and obviously it's not going to work as well. So that's where it's like, hey, just stick with the one that worked well and just kind of leave it out of any other sport because <laughs> it's not working yeah. right now. You have to have you have to have to great chemistry with who you're working with and you've got to be really entertaining. And so it's yes. like, it's not a thing that just like your regular announcer or like talking head can jump into, I don't think. I think no. you've got to, you've got to have that charisma and that, be able to have that banter and things to be able to match that. And that, like, they can do it because they're brothers. Like they grew yeah, up they together. Can, yeah, they can <laughs> screw around with each other on live TV and it's entertaining. Yeah. But I don't want to listen to Joe Buck and some former caddy who covers golf try to connect and bond on live television and it's just awkward and doesn't make sense um so, great try just didn't work so tiger woods removed himself from the championships yeah great? so let's just go a little quick here so the guy in the lead i'd never even heard of piera he's nine under i don't think he's gonna win he'll probably have a tough day today uh Zalatoris, i think him or fitzpatrick they're six under they have a good shot of winning it um, Justin Thomas, he didn't really have a good day. He has, he's at two under. I don't think he has a shot. Um, McRoy was leading after the first round, but his usual since 2014, he just doesn't do anything after the first round. He chokes. So he's at even. Um, so I don't really know. It's the leader's not going to win because this is his first major. And you see this a lot. These guys, they'll play well for about three rounds. And then that final round, it just hits them. There's so much pressure because golf is the biggest game mental wise you have to use so much mentally think you're thinking about every single shot it's every time um it's exhausting uh, mentally and that can take a toll on a lot of players that don't have that experience so i think zalatoris or fitzpatrick could win it but yeah tiger you know i think it's great what he's trying to do but you know thursday he didn't really have a great round but Friday, he shot one under. Um, but you can tell, I mean, he can barely make it around with 
with how bad you know his leg is right now. Um, you and then Saturday was pretty rough because he shot seventy nine. And after the round, he said, "Look, my leg's killing me. I'm just gonna assess everything, and we'll try to decide if we're gonna play tomorrow or not. Because obviously, there's no point at that point. You're just playing to play. Um, so yeah, he decided to withdraw. I think it's a good decision. Um, I think his leg is worse." this time around than it was when he played in the Masters um, mm. and made the cut. So, I don't know. It's I, I hate it because he was playing well before he got in that car wreck. And, you know, now I don't know if it'll ever be the same. It's just one of those things. Maybe, I don't know if he'll play in the next yeah. major, which is the U.S. Open, but we'll see. Hmm. Well, I do have a statistic I would like to share about the PGA Championships, uh, sort of, if you don't mind, Justin. Sure. So Will Brinson on Twitter, he said that he followed John Daly in 2008 around 18 holes to track everything the man ate while on the course. Hmm. And this is the tweet. He says, The final tally of literally everything he put into his body over a full 18 holes was 21 cigarettes, 12 Diet Cokes, six packs of peanut Mm M&Ms, and 0.0 ounces of water. (laughs) That seems about right. That's insanity. <laughs> he's he's crazy. He, you know he's entertaining, and it doesn't look like he had made the cut. I don't know what ended up happening with him. The only reason you know he still plays in this because he won the PGA back in the nineties. <laughs> I think I heard that if whenever he doesn't make it, uh, he just sets up a tent and does autographs. <laughs> which is yeah, whenever yeah. he doesn't make the cut, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's entertaining, and he, he has been when he was playing. You know, back in his golden days, but. I think now he, when he's playing, he he has a card exemption, so he can play each hole and he can ride a card. So I'm surprised. I guess Tiger doesn't want to do that. I don't know, because um, I think he would be able to get an exemption for that with his injury. But I, yeah, John Daly's so. always been entertaining. We are also in the middle of the NBA Conference Finals as the Heat lead the Celtics two to one with Game Four coming up on Monday, and the Golden State Warriors are also leading the Dallas Mavericks 2-0 with a third game coming up at 8 p.m. tonight on TNT. Uh, We don't really have time to dive into that this week, but we'll be getting into more of that as we get into the finals, so we'll talk a bit more about that in the future. Uh, In other news, just to round out news really quickly, the number 11 Aggies pounded out four home runs, including a grand slam by Brett Minich as Texas A&M topped Ole Miss 12-5 at Swayze Field to claim the outright SEC Western Division title. And the SEC tournament begins on Tuesday, May 24th, in Hoover, Alabama. Right in our own backyard, Justin. Yep, Alabama's 11 seed. They play the first game against Georgia. And then Auburn is a 5 seed, and they play that Tuesday as well at 8. And so that first round is single elimination. So you lose that first round, you're done. But if you make it to the next round, it's double elimination. High stakes. Yep. Well, uh, we now have to move on into our weekly weird news segment of the week, Mismanagers. Peculiar and wonderful and terrible and bad. Mismanagement and mystery and dreams you never had. Grizzly or grievous or beavers with cleavers. Audacity and specialty and used to drive you mad. It's a wonder any one of us can manage to survive in a world of, world of mismanagers. Now, Justin, in what many hope was another incremental step in solving the UFO riddle, this past week, Congress held their first public hearing on the mysterious phenomenon in over 50 years. The inquiry provided an enlightening look at what is said to be the Pentagon's current effort 
to identify and determine the nature of unidentified aerial phenomena being spotted by the military personnel. So this week, we literally have the government saying that our heavily trained military personnel have spotted and filmed objects in the sky that they absolutely cannot identify, and neither can uh, the troops there on the ground. So I know a lot of people are talking about this as near proof of aliens visiting. I don't think that's probably the case, but I do prefer the theory that just some rando out there on Earth has somehow built a flying craft so capable that has surpassed the rest of the world's collective technology and is just using it to zoom about in the sky. Because I think that's a little fun idea. Yeah. Justin, do you think that these are alien sightings? Any chance that they are aliens? Nope. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't I don't know why they'd be interested. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's let's just I'll do it real quick. Um aliens have the whole universe and they just want to come mess around with this other small planet. Yeah. What are you, what are you getting out of it? I mean, unless you need I mean, water. yeah, what do you yeah. what do you, do you want to prove that hey, I'm just going to show them that we do exist out here. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I mean, you know, just a bunch of baloney. But hey, it's cool baloney. I think alien movies have always been pretty cool. Um oh, yeah. so yeah, they've made their money off of it. Um in another story, um, a, a man in a Japanese town gambled away the uh, entire town's COVID-19 funds. Oh, gosh. Uh, the money was supposed to be COVID-19 assistance for low-income households in a small Japanese town, but it was mistakenly wired to a bank account of a resident who refused to return it and spent most of it on online gambling. <laughs> Imagine you get all this money, though, and it was a mistake, and he didn't want to give it away. But you lose all of it in gambling. Well, it may not have been a mistake that it got to him. Uh, uh, so I'm probably going to butcher this name. Sho Taguchi? Taguchi? I'm not sure. 24-year-old sure. jobless resident in the town of Abu in western Japan was arrested on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, that's very, yeah they, they made sure to incorporate that. Uh, police said Thursday he admitted to spending most of the 46.3 million yen, which is about 360000 in U.S., a taxpayer mm. money on gambling. According to, uh, to Kyoto News Agency, only 68,000 yen, about 530 bucks, is left in his, his bank account after he withdrew the money. 530? <laughs> after he withdrew <laughs> the money. This terrible gambling. Times. Yeah, in 10 days. All that in 10 days. Jeez. Um, he's being held on suspicion of computer fraud. And he allegedly refused the town request to return the money. Uh, the wow, funds were COVID-19 okay. subsidies that were deposited into his bank account in April instead of each of the 463 low-income households it was supposed to. Uh, so, yeah, he, that's a lot of money to just gamble away. And maybe he made Seriously. some back and maybe he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. All right, Justin, have you uh, seen the Burger King menu in Germany recently? I have not. Well, uh, they've recently done a special here for Mother's Day. Um, now, this is uh, food that is made for mothers with weird cravings. You know, soon to be mothers, pregnant pregnant women who have weird weird cravings, as many you know women okay. seem to do. Um, and these are all on their burgers, their burger menu. Okay. You can get these at just one location in Berlin. Um, 
but they are they are very interesting. The Pregnancy Whopper campaign. The ad includes whoppers that had pickles with whipped cream. What? Bananas with eggs. Ice cream with green olives. Cucumbers with jams. Fish sticks with applesauce. And when we're talking about fish sticks, we're not talking about like yummy fried fish sticks, like a stick of fish. It looks very bad. Um, yummy. And strawberry ice cream with fries. But the strangest mm. combinations may have been the Whoppers containing bratwurst, sausage, and chocolate syrup, or the currywurst and fried herring. So currywurst and a, and a, a fried tail of a fish. Fried was fish, al- yeah. There was also <laughs> a raspberry tort stacked high with several layers of beef. I'm going to go through some of these. I'm going to describe them for you, Justin, if you don't mind. Germany um, sucks. I'm also going <laughs> to... I'm also going to mispronounce these. Uh, Vanillaise and olivin. It's vanilla ice cream topped upon uh, a layer of tomatoes and a ton of green olives and a meat patty on bun. So burger, Mm. olives, and ice cream. Vanilla ice cream. Uh, There's the currywurst and brothering. This is a meat bun. Uh, bratwurst, some kind of gravy-looking jelly stuff on top of that. A, the tail of a fried fish, literally the tail sticking out the back of it, and a lot of onions on a bun. And then the torts and beef. This one, I don't... I'm not I'm not going to be too harsh on, actually, Justin. I, oh, gosh. I think that this might could be good. Okay, hear me out, all right? It's a Whopper, so you've got you've got your bread and your meat, two layers of meat, okay? Okay. Then they added they added in two small pancakes, all right, in between the meats. You're you're losing me. <laughs> okay. There's some kind of tort, almost like a yogurty type thing. You're, uh, you're really losing me here. <laughs> vanilla and two 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 things of of strawberry, and then there's little raspberries on top. You're definitely losing. You would eat raspberries and a hamburger patty together. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you the photo, and you can really quickly tell me if, if this photo changes your mind at all. Because I think this one, I'm like, I don't know that I'd like it, but there's things about it that look kind of, kind of like a breakfast meal. Here, I sent it to you. See if you got it. Oh, that looks terrible. It looks <laughs> awful. You wouldn't try it that. Looks so bad. No, I wouldn't try that. I don't even pancakes. want a Whopper to begin with. Do you think I want to eat it with pancakes and, See, str- think, and raspberries I think and yogurt? This, I think with all this, it would taste more like sausage on a on a like a like a breakfast meal. Yeah, with yogurt. Yum. Mm, yummy. <laughs> Disgusting. All right. Well, that wraps up Miss Managers. Uh, when we come back from our break, we're going to talk about the feud going on between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. So, stay tuned. You're listening to The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5. Welcome back to The Game Managers Podcast. I'm Nick Norris and with me is Justin Knights. Hello. All right, Justin, this week we're treated to a bit of drama in the college football world as Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher decided to be a couple of rich, angry babies at press conferences. Mm. Uh, by now, I'm sure everyone knows the story, but... Let's just go ahead. Let's go over everything that has happened, and we'll stop and discuss different parts as we do to stay on track here, Justin. Okay. Let's start with what kicked it all off during an event with local business leaders in Birmingham on Wednesday. 
Alabama football coach Nick Saban launched into a rant on the current state of college football recruiting, uh, college football recruiting with new name, image, and likeness deals, calling out Texas A&M, Jackson State, and a few others. I'm not going to read the full rant because uh, it's long, but I will read the part that's being passed around the most very quickly here. Uh, he says, Zick Saban says, I know the consequence is going to be difficult for the people who are spending tons of money to get players. You read about it, you know who they are. We were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. We didn't buy one player, Ite, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. It's tough. I found, I think the, the funniest thing he said there was, we didn't buy any players, all right? Like, okay, come on now. <laughs> if you're going to call somebody out too, don't yeah. ignore the fact that you haven't been, you know, come on. Yeah. So let's let's break this down at a few claims at a time. So first, do you think it's true that A&M bought all their recruits through legal NIL deals? Oh, yes. through NIL deals? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah, that's how they got 100%. the top recruiting class. Yeah. 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 So that we agree that, that with Nick Saban, that's true. That's how they got it. Yeah. Because they have the top recruiting class, not just of this year, of all time. Despite going eight and four oh, yeah. last year <laughs> and having just the seventh top recruiting class in 2021 and six in 2020, they made that jump despite going eight and four. They they nil deals got them the first class. Everybody agrees on that. Oh, uh, yeah. But let's let's look at the next claim. Do you think it's true that Alabama does not also get players with nil deals? Uh, no, that is obviously <laughs> a lie. I mean, yeah. they got Bryce Young. Um, yeah. I'm an, I'm an Alabama, Alabama fan. I like Alabama. They're doing this. These guys are making money. And it's legal. It's okay. You're allowed to do it. So why are you saying, why are you denying it? Why are you saying, no, we're not doing it? When they are. Yeah, to, to, say, to say that they didn't buy any of their players through an NIL deal is pretty ridiculous because they've gotten a lot of top re- recruits who are going to get paid money from Alabama and from the boosters there. Um, so... I don't know why he didn't want to go ahead and say that too, but whatever. You did mention Bryce Young. Now, Bryce Young, technically, he did start at Alabama before the NIL deal happened, Um, but he's made a lot of money since, like seven thicker deals. So, I mean, if if he would have been born a year later, then he would have came this year, and it probably would have been because of NIL. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Alabama's doing this. Whether Saban wants to recognize it or not, the businesses around it are doing it. Like, they're, they're yeah. making this happen. So, uh, yeah, that's a thing that's happening. It's weird that he's kind of – I think his statement would have been fair if he wouldn't have brought his own program into it. Um, yeah, if he would have just said, look, it's the NIL, the NIL thing is kind of out of control and there, there needs to be structure to it. I think everybody would have been fine with that. I mean, a lot of coaches have been saying that. But, yeah, to call out A&M on it and not say you're doing it, you know, that's not the best statement. There, Like I said, there's truth to it, and then there's some things he said that are not, that are not true. Yeah. Now, Jackson State head coach Deion Sanders, he reacted to this before Jimbo did because Saban also brought in the fact that Jackson State uh, received top recruit Travis Hunter on supposedly a $1 million uh, dollar deal to go to HBCU and flip his commitment. Now, Dion ended up not giving a formal response. He admit, initially tweeted something like, we're going to talk about this tomorrow, but went against it probably to... Well, he did do an interview with a reporter. 
Yeah, he did. He didn't do a press conference. Yeah. He he still talked no. about it. He yeah. said he said that uh that they didn't pay him that Hunter came to play just because he wanted to play for this small school nobody cares about. That's, that's essentially what he said. <laughs> so he's lying yeah. too, right? He's probably lying. We can agree on that. They kids getting a lot of money, um, and everybody knows it. That, yeah, you know, I mean, come on. Yeah, really, you're going to be the top recruit, and you choose. I mean, awesome. He's going to the HBCU, but really, that's yeah. where you're going to choose no. to play. You're not going to get any spotlight there. Trying to, yeah. um, for the NFL, your next couple of years. Um, so, so, yeah. and he'll probably end up transferring after a year. Probably. So so far, we have concluded that Nick Saban has been a bit of a hypocrite, and Deion Sanders is probably lying through his teeth. So let's see yeah. now how Jimbo fares. So Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher had an unhinged response to these claims on Thursday, became a very personal attack very fast against Saban. I'm not going to read the whole thing, just like Saban's, but I will hit some of the bigger details. He vehemently denies that A&M ever, quote, bought anybody, end quote. He calls Saban's comments, quote, despicable and calls him a, quote, narcissist. And he wasn't done there. <laughs> uh, this is a direct quote. He says, some people think they're God, talking about Saban, that he's God. Go dig into how God did his uh, did his deal. Sorry. You may want to find out ab- about a guy. You might want. You may find out about a guy a lot of things you don't want to know. He's, he's really... He's really frantic at this point. He's like shaking while he's talking about this. And <laughs> yeah. not, not all of his words are like lining up. It's hard to kind of read. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. And it's despicable. It really is. And it's a shame we have to sit up here and have this conversation about things we do. Uh, he didn't stop there. He says Saban tried calling him after his initial comments and Fisher didn't pick up. He said, we're done. He showed you who he is. He's the greatest ever, huh? When you've got all the advantages, it's easy. That is a statement that's going to come back to haunt him the next three years, I, I think. Now, I, did, I didn't mind that statement. Um, I thought I, it was pretty funny. When you're I at think Alabama, it's funny. Yeah. But here's the thing. He now has... The greatest yeah, recruiting the class of yeah. all time. Better than anyone Saban ever had. So yeah. he's got three years to win it, or his own comment is going to come back to bite him. Um, there's a lot to break down here. So let's let's go through it like we did the last one. So first, uh, we agree Texas A&M absolutely bought everyone. We've already said that. <laughs> they did. The school might not have yeah. directly, but the collectives. No, but the NIL deals. Yeah, yeah. they certainly did. And I think they have a collective. So if they have a collective, that's essentially through the school. It's your legal way around the school directly paying players. Uh, Additionally, Jimbo was quick to say that he has no idea what goes on with NIL deals, but that that no laws have ever been broken. You can't have that both ways. You can't say that (laughs) you don't know what's going on, but you know the laws are being held in check. Because if you don't know what's going on, you don't know what laws are being broken. Yeah, you don't so know the, what laws are being broken or what's going so on the, behind the, the scenes. Flips, so either you don't know what's happening and you don't know what laws are being broken, or most likely you do know what's happening and you're making sure that laws aren't broken. That's the most likely scenario here. He absolutely knows what's going on. Uh, anything other than that is a lie. We agree yeah. on that? Okay, so um, there's yeah, there's just no gray area there. That's not possible to have it both ways. I also want to talk about really quickly 
how Jimbo disputes that Saban, he kind of disputes that Saban is the greatest of all time, believes anyone could have had that. Like we said, he's now got the best, Jimbo has the best recruiting class of all time. He's got three years. (laughs) If you don't do it, then you're kind of more of a joke than you already are. Well, even this year, if he doesn't have at least a 10-plus win season, it's pretty embarrassing. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, He also said that Saban should have been slapped more as a child. (laughs) I saw that, yeah. (laughs) Oh, and he said, uh, quote, dig into his past. Basically saying, he basically alluding to the fact that maybe Saban paid players illegally. Jimbo, you worked and recruited for Saban. So if he cheated, then you did too. Why would you tattle on yourself? You're part of it too. (laughs) Yeah, this is a case of... Well, I'm going to say, you know, he did some not great things in his coaching career. Um, But, you know, I probably haven't either. Um, I'm not the best guy either. I've never liked Jimbo Fisher. I think he's pretty arrogant. He's not a good coach as they've put him out to be. The only reason he won a national championship was because, I don't even know, he got lucky that year. Yeah, James (laughs) Winston. Winston You could say that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Same thing with... Gene Chizik and Cam Newton, you could say they're the same. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to go that far. But, I mean, in their luck in winning a national championship. Um, so, you know, I've never – because they've called him, what, like the, the quarterback guru. He's, oh, he's so good with quarterbacks. What what has he done with quarterbacks? He's got Jameis Winston, who's a 30-30, 30, 30, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. And, That's fantastic, right? And didn't Jameis only play that one year because he transferred in? So it wasn't like he yeah. developed him that much. No, I think he he was a freshman. He played two years there. Um, okay, okay, but, then he could have. He could have. But I mean, who else is, does he have to show that he's a quarterback guru? Yeah. So he's overhyped, and then now he's upset because he's getting called out on something, and he wants to go into somebody else's past. You know, maybe they could have. I don't know, but more than likely, you've probably been involved in the same thing at Florida State when you were there. So. Right. Yeah. He's had multiple suspensions for breaking laws and uh, rules, I should yeah. say, and different things. So, um, after all this, the SEC commissioner Greg Sankey he publicly rebuked the feud. He said the SEC is better than this or whatever, which isn't true. But anyway, and then later on Thursday, Saban backtracked his comments on a radio appearance, saying, "Quote: I should have never singled anyone out. That was a mistake. I apologize for that. Some PR damage control there." Yeah, I guess that's really his big mistake was just singling anybody out. If he would have just gone up there and said, look, there's teams out there that are getting big recruits because they're able to pay their NIL deals. Alabama, you could say, he could say, look, we're one of them too. Yeah, uh, There's yeah. plenty of other schools out there. And I think there needs to be more structure in how this is done because it kind of, at some point, you're going to have the big dogs with the money and everybody else can just get left behind. And it's going to right. be a select, it'll just be down to a select few at some point. But, yeah, I, he singled out A&M just because they're first recruiting and probably had no business being there if it was just, if the NIL deal was not there. Um, so, yeah, I think that, yeah, gonna, that's why I thought it was strange that he singled somebody out. I'm going to give a, a couple final thoughts here. And then if you have anything you want to add on to that, you can, and then we'll move on. But. My, my take is Saban never called Jimbo a cheater, but Jimbo was no. like frantic to let everyone know he's not a cheater. But nobody, nobody said that. You're the only one bringing that up. So that, to me, is like, yeah. that's, that's weird. But whatever. 
Uh, there's no way that Texas A&M became the best recruiting program without NIL deals. Jimbo denying that yes. is an absolute joke. That's, I mean, that's it's it's also a joke that Saban would call him out on it when Alabama is almost certainly doing the same thing. But yeah, it's it's a joke. That's that's a joke. And I guess to close this out, I do have some statistics to look at Jimbo's career versus former A&M coach Kevin Sumlin. So mm, after- it's pretty identical, isn't it? It really is. So after 48 games as being a head coach, Jimbo and Sumlin both have 34 wins. Jimbo has seven ranked wins, while Sumlin had more at eight. And Jimbo mm. has zero ranked road wins, while Sumlin had five at this point. Mm, and he had um, a big one against Alabama. Yeah. Now the other key difference is that Sumlin cost 13 million, while Jimbo cost 30 million. Mm. That's a big. That's a big chunk of change right there. Um, now. His, his buyout's way too big for anything to really happen. And he got the number one recruiting class. So that's good for him. But I don't know how long you can go 8-4 and four at Texas A&M and get away with it, realistically. Because they have money. If they want you gone, they can in a couple years. But they, they'll have to wait for this contract to go down a bit. But I don't think... Uh, I think that it's things like this that get you fired at places like that. And not like, not oh, like yeah. oh, we're going to fire you for saying this thing. It's for making claims like... Well, Alabama's the best. They the only reason they won is because they had all the best players. And then when you turn around and have the best players, mm, you can't do that on thing. That's just that's yeah. this is stuff that's going to be circulated on Twitter and social media and tagged Texas A&M in it for years to come. So like, whenever you give any kind of ammo to this, it only hurts your case of sticking around. Yeah, but yeah, I think if he goes eight and four, three seasons in a row with this class, I think you got to get rid of him. Because obviously that's showing that he's not a good coach. He can't develop yeah. players. Yeah. I think he's got three years um, to do something. Yeah. Well, okay. We've got to move on to a very quick Professor Knight, where we're all going to learn a thing or two in the learning corner. All right, students, gather round and put on your listening ears. It's time to visit the learning corner with Professor Knight. <laughs> what are we learning today, Professor? Yeah, it'll be very quick. It's just about the SEC baseball tournament. So they've been at Hoover since 98, and I believe their contract's through 21, so that would have been last year. So I don't know what the extension was because they've been talking about moving it for years now. I thought at some point they were. I'm kind of surprised they still have it in Hoover, but I guess since it's still it's been such a big deal and it's been very successful in Hoover, um, they've decided to keep it there. So I'd have to see if they extended that contract or not because they've talked about Nash- Nashville in uh, years past. Been in Hoover for a while. Uh, so there's 12 out of the 14 teams in the conference that make it. First round, like I said, single elimination. But if you make it to the second round, it's double elimination. And, of course, it's big for teams if they want to get a, a bid for the uh, NCAA tournament, the uh, uh, for uh, baseball, you can have a good week. Of course, if you win the SEC tournament, you get automatic bid. Um, and then LSU, they've won it the most. They've won it 12 times, which is very impressive. Oh, we wow. know LSU's had a, a very successful baseball program for a long time. And Arkansas, they won it last year. So let's see. That's really all there is about it. I mean, 2013, they had to figure some things out when a Missouri joined. Um, and then 13, they said, so we'd have 12 teams um, since they had the expansion with a Missouri coming in. Um, so this is what it said. In 2016, they considered bids from Nashville and New Orleans to move 
to AAA facilities for the um, SEC tournament, but they extended the contract through 2021. And I'd have to see if they extended the contract again because obviously they're playing there this year. So maybe um, due to uh, maybe due to COVID, they got to they had another year at it or something. Yeah, maybe. But like I said, I've I've remembered plenty of times going to the SEC tournament as a kid. Um, it's it's not a bad stadium. I mean, the Barons played there for years. Um, it, Hoover's a good place. I think when you think of Hoover, you uh, think you you think of baseball. You think of SEC baseball. Um, I think they've done a good job advertising it in all these years, and, and they really get a good crowd. Uh, people really come and tend from all over the place. Um, so I think they've done a good job hosting the, the SC baseball uh, tournament. I kind of hope it stays there because obviously it's opportunities. If we ever want to go and watch a game, we can go over there. And usually tickets are pretty cheap, and you yeah. can you can be there for the day and watch a bunch of games, which is pretty cool. But yeah, I mean that's all I really has. Just SC baseball tournaments since that's starting this week, and SC usually you know has very good competition. You know, some of the best baseball teams, um, and obviously Tennessee with how dominant they've been this year, they've only lost like seven games. They're like, let me see if I can pull up their record. Well, maybe I won't. I thought I had to pull up. That's fine. They're like forty-eight and seven. <laughs> <laughs> which I never thought yeah. Tennessee would have such a good baseball team. But, yeah, that's it. I think uh, oh, Tennessee should probably win the SC tournament. I hope Auburn makes a decent run, but we shall see. Very good. Thank you, Justin. Well, when we come back from the break, we're going to give out our weekly awards, the TGME, so stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone the Game Managers Podcast, where we are about to give out our esteemed weekly awards, the TG Emmys. I'm Nick Norris, and with me is Justin Knight. Hey, hello, everyone. The first award is award for, wait, did South Carolina just make a good decision? And this award goes to South Carolina, who hired former NFL coach Freddie Kitchens as a senior analyst. Good hire, I think. Nice. Yeah, I mean, Kitchens was pretty good with the Browns, so I think that's a good hire. Yeah. What you got for us, Justin? Oh, man, I think I've brought this guy up before. This is the biggest baby award, probably the most annoying baseball player as of right now. That goes to Tim Anderson. Um, He plays for the Chicago White Sox. He's their shortstop. So there's been a feud with him and Josh Donaldson of the Yankees. Started back in early May. Um Anderson was sliding back to third. Uh, catcher was throwing it down to third. Donaldson plays third base. Caught the ball. Kind of blocked the bag a little bit and tagged him. And Anderson just, oh, he was just like, I can't believe he just tagged me like that, man. He was just uh, blah, blah, blah. He was being a big baby about it because he caught the ball kind of in front of the bag and was kind of blocking it. It wasn't his fault. It's just where the ball was thrown and tagged him. Um, so he was upset about that. So yesterday, they're playing in New York. And I guess... Donaldson got on the second, and he was talking with Anderson. So let's, let me give some context here. So in 2019, Tim Anderson, he said he's today's Jackie Robertson. Now, how big of a comment is that? That's a really big comment. <laughs> That's really, He said, you know, I'm bringing a lot of energy, um, kind of bringing some flair. I'm like today's Jackie Robertson. Okay? Yeah, okay. Pretty crazy comment. Pretty, yeah. um, his ego is huge, and yes. you don't really see anybody saying that. Okay. So Donaldson, he said in 19, he kind of joked about him with it when he's with the Braves. 
So yesterday he's on second. He says, "What's up, Jackie? What you doing, man?" He's kind of joking with him, messing with him, mm-hmm. and Anderson ticked off about it. Um, so Donaldson comes up the bat a few innings later, and the catcher is all up in his face, like, "I can't believe you just said that to my my teammate." I think it's despicable, man. I can't believe you said it. And Donaldson's like, "What the heck, man? What are you talking about? I've joked with him about this before." So bench is cleared. Anderson's coming up. He's got to get held back and brought back to the dugout. After the game, Anderson's like. It was derogatory that he said that. I didn't appreciate it. Coach said the same thing. And Donaldson's like, man, he said this in an interview. He called himself Jackie Robinson. And I've joked with him about it before in 2019. So Anderson has always, he's already had a bunch of issues this year. He's flipping off fans in the stadium. Um, he's, He's got a very big ego. But he's a very big baby as well. And the Chicago White Sox, in general, are big babies. They suck. They're not very good. So I guess right now they're just like, oh, this is what we can resort to. We're just going to fight the other team. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The award for High School Athlete of the Week. Maybe this is against the rules, Justin, but probably not because it's our show and we make the rules. But I'm going to give the High School Athlete of the Week award this week to all senior high school athletes that will be graduating at some point over the next seven days. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, graduating high school is a bigger accomplishment than people tend to make it out. So, you know, congrats to all you all. Good luck, whatever you got coming up next. Uh, it's, it's a yeah, especially deal, when so you play sports, it. because majority of people who play high school sports will not play sports in college. So it's a big right. deal. You know, you never get to play that sport again. So yeah. this will probably also be the last high school athlete of the week until the fall, just because not a whole lot going on over the summer. So, uh, so we'll pick that back up after this week in the fall unless something happens every once in a while it's true uh best of the week our award for the best thing we saw this week despite a lackluster year alabama capped off their baseball regular season with a bang beating number five arkansas 18 to 5 so i just threw alabama baseball a bone there because they uh they've not had a great year (laughs) no they haven't and bust of the week this goes to uh obviously there's no way around it. it had to go to nick saban and jimbo fisher they're both embarrassing themselves on a national level. Yeah, they can just fight over this little TGME trophy too. If they I, hey, let's let them brawl. Let's have a boxing match. Three uh, rounds. I, I agree. Okay, it is time for listeners, listener letters. Best Go getters, write letters. We're the ones who read them. Please don't stop writing in to fill the time we need them. We are reading letters. The letters wrote by you. If you want to reach the show, you can do so by reaching us at gmail at uh, at uh, tgmpod at gmail.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at tgmpod. We only have time for one letter this week, and it is from Dan. Oh, man. Dan. Dan. Hey, Dan. Dan writes, how awkward do you think SEC Media Days is going to be this year? Uh, thanks, Dan, for the I letter. I think very awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be very awkward. Probably weird, intense. And, uh, and I can't wait. Yeah, I think it's going to be weird. Yeah, I'm curious to see if Jimbo even acknowledges Saban there because obviously he said he's never going to talk to him again. Yeah. Um, and Saban, of course, tried to reach out and, you know, explain his comments and apologize. And Fisher's like, I'm not even having it. Done with the guy. <laughs> so I'm curious to see what kind of interaction they have, if any. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, here's the thing. They cannot possibly not talk to each other again because coaches trade information and they talk and they have to get stuff coordinated there's literally no way that they can't speak again yeah so now he now may not speak to Fisher, him off the clock yeah but yeah he's gonna have to speak unless to him fisher just gets somebody 
hire somebody specifically for talking to Saban. He's like, look, <laughs> you're going to do the dealings for me. You could be like my secretary on this. You're just going to talk to Saban about everything. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah, that could happen. So, but yeah, it's going to be really weird. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the show. Thank for you, this Dan. Week. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Uh, like we said, if you want to reach the show, Game Managers Pod at gmail.com or at TGM Pod, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you all for listening. I hope you all have a great week, and we will be back at the same time next Sunday. Have a fantastic week. Warring anyways. Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! Thank you for listening to the Game Managers. Like the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TGM Pod. Until next week. Goodbye, adios, and sayonara.